Welcome to the Knox Presbyterian Church Podcast. We're so glad that you're here. We hope this resource is a blessing to you. Let's jump in. Tonight's scripture reading comes from Genesis chapter 2, verses 4b through 9 and 16 through 17. In the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, when no plant of the field was yet in the earth, and no herb of the field had yet sprung up, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was no one to till the ground. But a stream would rise from the earth and water the whole face of the ground. And then the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living being. And the Lord God planted a garden of Eden in the east. And there he put the man whom he had formed. Out of the ground the Lord God made grow made you grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And then the Lord God commanded the man, You may freely eat of every tree in the garden, but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat it, you shall die. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Death is contagious. It is contracted the moment we are born. Madeline Langle. Today, we are here to talk about two things. Death, firstly, and dust, secondly. It is estimated that there are more than 7.6 sextillion grains of sand in the world. That's more than 18 quadrillion pounds. To put that into perspective, that's more than two million pounds for every single person on the earth. That's a lot of dust. We are dust, and to dust we will return. But let's start on the other side of dust. Let's start with water. I noticed that visible water doesn't appear until after man is made. It says, no shrub of the field had yet appeared on the earth, and no plant of the field had yet sprung up. The Lord God had not sent rain on the earth, and there was no man to work the ground. But streams came up from the earth and watered the surface of the ground. It is God's ultimate power that provides everything in the world at this moment. He's the one who sustains the whole world at this moment. How does water play a part within his creation? It is literally the lifeblood of nature. Nothing can live without water. But how does this impact our view of water within scripture? 
Water throughout the Bible is associated with the presence or the approval of God. Baptism is a fantastic example of this. It says in John, I baptize you with water for repentance. He will baptize you with water. Sorry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. With this in mind, let's consider the role that water plays in the passage. It's an invisible demonstration of God's sufficiency for the world, a way that God provides. God wants to be known, though, so what does he do? He takes the dust of the earth, maybe adds a little water, takes the sludge, and he molds it into Adam, kind of like Play-Doh. Now his image is on the earth, but it needs to spread. This is the key to our relationship with God. We are made in the image of God. As God's image, we have certain responsibilities, the most importantly, being properly representing God over the face of the earth, which means bringing the water, God's provision to the world. But with responsibility comes a choice. We were given a choice, a choice of dependence or independence. I love raspberries, specifically homegrown raspberries. I loved going to my Oma's house, picking some off the bushes and eating them right there in her garden. However, I was fully dependent on my Oma to water and trim the bushes. If she didn't, the bushes would shrivel and there would be no raspberries for little Lucas to pick. Similarly, Adam and Eve were entirely dependent on God to provide them with everything they needed. When they failed to depend on God's wisdom, they became like a bush that hasn't been watered. They shriveled, dried, died dust. No berries to pick. Their failure to rely on God's wisdom resulted in their lack of water, their lack of sustenance. Instead of growing independence, they shrank in independence. We are pulled down in their independence as well. Our relationship with God is broken because of our independence, the relationship that is necessary to fulfill our duties as God's image has been corroded. Not only does this affect us, but it also affects our surrounding, including nature. Instead of the life-giving, fruitful relation with the world around us, our unwillingness to listen and follow God chokes us. Instead of providing the world with sustaining water, we provide the dry dust, the drought to God's flood. This sin also harms our relation with God. It's a double whammy. We disrespect him by disrespecting his creation. Ultimately, this broken relationship simplifies to life without God. To live without God is death. Our independence chokes our ability to fulfill our image of God duties, namely to portray God in the manner throughout the world, to show who God is to the world. 
We do this by providing sustenance and work. I imagine the lands around Eden to be a barren wasteland devoid of all life. But Adam and Eve were created to spread and sustain the garden through the entire world. They are figuratively the world's water, the thing that will keep everything else alive. But they failed. They failed to stay water, and they chose independence. We are no longer water. We are dust. That's why we're here tonight, to acknowledge our life without God, to acknowledge our dust. It's good for ourselves to remind ourselves of death. For some of us, death is a distant concept that never has and never will impact us. But this bubble is always broken, which is a good thing. It reminds us of our mortality. For others, though, death is now dulled. They've experienced it so much that they live in a world constantly surrounded by death. Both groups are an extreme of, an, of a healthy balance. Those who find themselves surrounded by death can often miss the future glory of God. But those who find themselves oblivious to death can often miss a reality, a reality where death is present. The solution? For us who find death all around, we must remind ourselves continually that God is greater than death. Not only is he greater than death, but he defeated death so that we wouldn't have to be subject to it. But for us who are oblivious, we must continually remind ourselves that we will experience death, despite its temporary impacts. It is good for us to remind ourselves of death. We are dust, and to dust we shall return. Out of the 18 quadrillion pounds of sand, there's two million for you and for me. For now, though, let's remind ourselves. We were meant to be water, but we are dust. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more information on how to get connected, please visit our website at knoxprez.org. That is K-N-O-X-P-R-E-S dot org. You can also subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Podcast, or Spotify.